This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. And of course, there's all kinds of moving parts of the market and everything to watch, and you got to keep your eye on everything. It was fascinating to see what the market did in reaction to uh, Trump vetoing that spending bill. On the surface, you would think that that would be very negative. But now when he said, I want to add, instead of 600 per person, 2,000 per person, so the market took that as, oh, that, that's going to be really nice. So I guess the market liked it. But by the end of the day, it was kind of a mixed market. It was really, it was up high, much higher during the middle of part of the day. Well, 2020 certain has been a different type of year, that's for sure. And Christmas is just a couple of days away. The market's open a half day tomorrow on Christmas Eve and close on Christmas. So there won't be a lot left in the trading going on this week. And then next week, of course, you got New Year's, and you know that's going to be a shortened week too. So we just—it—it's it, typical volatility. Usually, there is a rally, a Christmas rally. Matter of fact, that's going to be one of them. I'm going to be a part of my trivia question today. Okay, so we're going to call, you know, what? What is a Santa Claus rally? Do you know what I'm referring to? The phenomenon I'm referring to. Stay tuned. I'll give it to you. I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I will do my best to provide unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. Anything to deal with money, finance, I'll talk about it. And, of course, you know, we'll talk about any strategies. And, of course, I get lots of calls on individual stocks, and I will go over those as well. So we're ready for your call. It's a call-in show. 888-99-CHART is the number. 888-992-4278. The market was mixed, as I mentioned. Uh, Dow was up 114 points. And NASDAQ down 37. And the S&P up 3. Now, if you pay attention every day for this whole month, every day, some days the NASDAQ is up nicely with the Dow and the S&P. And sometimes it's much weaker. What does that mean? That change. It's a change in the marketplace. The NASDAQ is not necessarily leading anymore, and it normally does. What does that mean? Got to figure that out, people. Of course, I'll tell you, but we still all have to figure it out together. So that's what the market did today. I think that we're seeing what we're seeing is a handoff eventually to value versus growth stocks. It's pretty that. It's that simple. It's not. It's not anything, no rocket science behind it. It's what it feels like. That's what it seems like. Uh, so we just have to understand that that's what's going on. Okay, you know it's a call-in show, and we always have calls and voicemails left for our show. We want you to do that, 888-99-CHART. You, if you don't, can't reach us during the live show every day, you can call anytime and leave your question. Here's a question that came in earlier. Hello, my name is Harvey, and I'm a first-time caller. And my question has to do with CVS, the drugstore drug company. And um, the question is that, do you see the impact of Amazon getting into pharmaceuticals as being negative for CVS enough so that you wouldn't buy that? Thank you very much. I would say no, it is negative, but not enough to, I think, to... to, 
disrupt uh, CVS. I, I don't think so. CVS, everybody, uh, CVS Health Corp operates 9,900 pharmacies and drugstores in 49 states, 49 states, D.C., Puerto Rico, and Brazil. And what is Amazon? What is Amazon going to bring to the table? Is it going to bring to the table more buying power, therefore cheaper drugs to the public? I don't think so. I don't think it can do that. It's not by enough to make it significant. Are they going to bring bring delivery to the home, and that's going to make a game changer? No, I don't. I don't think that's a game changer either. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know enough about this business, other than I think CVS has has a big a big enough uh, footprint to defend its territory from Amazon. So I don't, I don't really think it is going to affect it because any, any business that Amazon gets into will affect it. At the same time, remember, Amazon's being attacked by our government as a monopoly. So they're going to have issues of trying to get into other new types of businesses and try to dominate them. So we'll see. But no, I don't think, I don't think you should avoid CVS just because of Amazon. Remember, Amazon can get into any business it wants. Are you going to be afraid of any other business? Uh, Apple's talking about building, you know, maybe having an Apple car, 2024 for EV, electric vehicle. Should that mean you shouldn't buy a Toyota? No, see, that, it's, I don't, you know, who knows if they'll be successful in these bits. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and Christmas will be here on Friday. And this year, while we're just to, uh, we, while we adjust to the new way of celebrating you know, Christmas and all the holidays and a depressing new way, I say, because of COVID. Uh, just remember, uh, we still have to build our financial freedom. You still have to get there. So it doesn't matter what time of the year, you still have to. So there's no backsliding, people. You've got to keep keep at it. So your goal require information and effective strategies, and we should talk about it. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Christmas will be here soon. The start of a new year promises many changes. For investors, the challenge will be how to stay focused on maintaining your assets while navigating market volatility. That's where Steve Peasley and Justin Klein can help. The phone lines are open and waiting for your questions now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. My focus point today concerns a story about three big 401k mistakes you should avoid in 2021. Okay? So, we're going to talk about that. If you mismanage your 401k, it can really do a lot of damage in your retirement because there's so many years to retire. So, we really, again, that's very important. Remember, we're talking about financial freedom. We want to get there. This, your 401k, 457, 403b, any of those retirement accounts, you have to take care of them. You have to understand what they're doing. Just don't ignore them. Now, other topics I'm going to discuss. Where to invest in 2021? Where? Not what to invest in, but where? What part of the markets? What what where what will work better this year? I have some suggestions, things, thoughts I think will work. Um, 
buying the rumors, selling the news. You know, I've mentioned that before. I had a couple of emails. People ask me, what does that mean? So I'm going to clarify that and talk about that in a little bit more detail. And I'm going to list a few overpriced stocks. And we can look at them, but this, this is an article I'm referring to. I'm not recommending or not recommending these stocks because you, you it's okay to buy overpriced stocks, but that shouldn't make up your entire portfolio because you'll find you'll get hurt. But we'll talk about that if we have time. We'll get to that. Okay? Uh, and then, of course, time permitting. Let's go to a live call here. Um, only two days out from Christmas. Let's talk to Emilio's from San Francisco. How are you doing, Emilio's? Hello, sir. Good afternoon to you. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you about Enbridge, E-N-B. Okay. Do you want to buy it? Yes. Okay. For the long run. Okay. Let's take a look at that company. Enbridge, Inc., everybody, it's a $65 billion company, so it's a big, big company. A big company is anything described as $10 billion market cap or more. What's a market cap? It's simply the number of shares times the price of the shares. Number of shares outstanding times the price. And it gives you a gauge of how big the company is. So this is a big one. Um, it, uh, okay. It's a Canadian company engaged in distribution of gas. 3.8 million customers in Ontario, Quebec, and New Brunswick. So it's a gas uh, you know, distribution company. They have they pay an eight point one percent dividend. They're going to make two dollars and seven cents next year after making a dollar ninety four. It's a thirty two dollar stock, so it's not overpriced. It's not underpriced. It's probably in the range of being fairly priced. Don't fall in love with. Okay, it's a Canadian company, Emilio. So therefore, there's tax trade. Are you going to buy it in your IRA or in a regular, uh, regular individual account, a non-retirement type account? The reason why I'm asking is because if you buy in the RA, you may not, it may, you may still get taxed on the on the uh, on the dividends, so it may not be a full 8.1 percent because you're going to have to pay taxes on that money because it's a Canadian company. Uh, my main reason was the dividend, so yeah. Okay. So consider that. That's why I thought I thought that might be so. Um, so be very careful. You may not get the full benefit of the dividend because of that. Because it's in Canada. Okay. Okay. But Thanks you for like the company as a. The, as a, a oh uh, yeah, it's good, solid company. Good, solid company. It's, of course, it's going to go up and down with the price of gas, natural gas. But you know, it's cheap now. I think it's. I think if the, when the economy turns around in Canada, it's like here in the United States, gas price, natural gas prices should rise. So, I, I think it'd be fine. But you buy for that dividend. That's the main reason. That's what you should be focused on. Thanks for the call, me. Though, appreciate it. Okay, um, let's see. Where do we got to go? In case you are new to Invest Talk, let me take a minute to remind you that on Invest Talk and at my money management company, KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And what does that mean? That means that I buy the same thing for my client as I do for myself. I buy it for me personally. At the same price, same percentage in my portfolio, and it's at the same time. Why? Well, that's what independent thinking and shared success means. Independent thinking is we don't buy ideas from other people. Shared success means we will we we ride along with you. Same on all the investment strategies. I'm invested in my own money. So, 
If you want a free portfolio view, we can do that via telephone, Skype, or Jive meetings. We'll be happy to do that. You can send us an email and ask any financial questions you want or send me an email to set up an appointment to talk to you. I can do that. Um, and you'll forgive me if it takes a couple of days to get back to you because I do get a lot of emails, and so does Justin. So, But we will. We want to help you. We'll be happy to help you any way we can. You don't even have to become a client. People think they do. We don't. But it does mean that we have a lot of... A lot, a lot on our plates, okay? Now, as you have probably noticed, I like to fit in as many caller questions as I can. So let's grab another one. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin. This is Jason from New Hampshire, and I was calling to ask about my father in retirement. He's 58 right now and plans on retiring when he's 67. He doesn't have any retirement savings but would like to start conservatively. And I'm just curious what would be the best approach slash strategy for uh, strategy for him. would love to hear back from you. Okay, so he wants to be conservative. So he doesn't want to be fully in the market, stock market. Because that's not conservative. That's aggressive. But what he can do is find an ETF or other type of investment that's not necessarily fully exposed to stocks. So it could be a, a balanced type of program where you have stocks and bonds. And he really should just keep buying it every paycheck or every month the same amount. That's called dollar cost averaging. And just keep doing it for the next 10 years. Just keep doing it. No matter if the market goes down or up, just keep doing it. And he'll have a decent amount of money when he retires. Now, since he's getting such a very late start, he, you know, unless he puts a lot of money away every month, you know, he's not going to have that great of a a grade of a pile of money to live on in retirement. So he's got to have some other sources of income, Social Security or whatever else. You got, to, you got to figure that out. Very, very important. Okay? Okay. Uh, 888-99-CHART is our number. You're listening to Invest Talk, And you always need to be vigilant, everybody out there. Well, we're continuing to do so. And I will help you do that. Okay. Any financial investment questions are welcome. And now your participation is important. So we're live. Give us a call. We are talking, we're taking the live calls right now, 888-99-CHART. What a difference a year makes. You've got finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Give me a call. Uh, okay, my focus point today. It's about an article, Three Big 401 Mistakes You Should Avoid. Okay, and th- this one's referring to 2021, but I think you should avoid them no matter what. It doesn't matter what year. Every year you need to avoid these same three mistakes. Number one is not contributing enough, contributing enough to snag your employer's match. Okay, most employers, most of these days, match their employees to a certain degree contributions to their 401k. And... You'd be amazed at how many people don't contribute to their 401k, even if their employer will match them. They still don't. I don't understand. That's free money. Now, I do understand that if you need it for the pay the bills, you know, you need you have to you have to have every dime you make. And if that's the case, you're way over your head. You're spending too much money. 
Now, people will say, well, you know, you're a big one to talk. Uh, you know, what if they don't make very much money? Well, you know what? Your lifestyle dictates how much money you spend. And almost everybody in this country is able to save a little bit of money if they want to. Number two, not boosting your savings rate. So let's say you let's say my last scenario is you do spend every dime because you have you know you 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 can't afford to put money aside. Well, when you get your next raise, don't spend it. Put it in the 401k. Another remember you're living on what you have now. So if you got a raise, you can put that money in the 401k. 100% of that raise can go into 401k. And then you can get your matching money from your government from your employer. And now, if you say, well, gee, I want to spend that money, then it's a spending problem, isn't it? Almost every person that is not saving for retirement, it's because of a spending problem. Not an earning problem, a spending problem. Decisions you're making on spending. Three, not paying attention to your investments. And this is probably one of the biggest issues out there. There's been many, many, many studies with showing that 401k participants do always underperform the market. Always, always, always. Reason being is because they're not invested. They try to time the market. They try to decide what's better and what's not better instead of just leaving it alone and growing the money. That doesn't mean you don't pay attention to it. That means you don't take it out. You don't put it in cash. You might readjust it, you might rebalance it, but you don't ever take it out. But if you have a long time to go, I mean years to go to a retirement, until you ever even need this money. So those are three, three mistakes, and those mistakes are constantly made all the time. You, listening to the show, need to avoid them. You can. It's not impossible. It's not. So make sure you contribute and get your employer's match. Make sure you... Boost your 401k, your savings rate when you get a raise, and pay attention to what you have invested. Let's go to Robert in San Jose. Robert. Hello. How you doing? Good afternoon. Good. Doing good. I had a question about ARKK. I wanted uh-huh. to get into an ETF, um, and I had some questions whether I should go with uh, ARKK or Berkshire Hathaway Class B. For long-term investment. Okay. Well, Berkshire Hathaway Class B uh, is like a mutual fund. Okay. It's not a mutual fund, but it's like it because he owns a bunch of different companies in Berkshire Hathaway. Um, so AARK is ARK Innovation ETF. It's an ETF investing in stocks of companies engaged in life science, robotics, energy storage, and social media. So it's a part, a sliver of the overall market. And Berkshire Hathaway is another sliver. Berkshire Hathaway is known to be an, a value investor. This will be all speculative growth investing. So there are two different parts of the market. Okay? And you're not getting the whole market in either one. So there's nothing wrong with either one here. It depends on you. Um, this is this AARK is much more speculative than Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire Hathaway is much safer. So maybe you could uh, split your investments between both of them. Nothing wrong with that. You can do that. But both are fine. But remember, you're only getting a sliver of the market in either case. 
Robert, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, what to, where should you invest in 2001? I've talked about this. I've written it in our newsletter. Um, and you, I even mentioned it today about uh, uh, value versus growth. Growth stocks are those like AARK. Uh, they're growing their money. They're growing their sales. They're growing, growing, growing. They're focused on growth. Value is... Stocks are undervalued. They could be focused on growth too, but they're undervalued. Okay, uh, so growth means you don't pay, don't necessarily pay attention to value. So that's one area that you need to invest in. Maybe think about. Okay, this year we certainly have had a very different different type of Christmas season, thanks mostly to the COVID nineteen pandemic and investors. And as investors, you may have heard the term Santa Claus rally. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Is the concept of a stock market Santa Claus rally real? Is there data to support the idea? After the break, I will supply an answer. But for now, my phone lines are open. I encourage you to give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Let's say... You've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, 
AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. Okay, I had a trivia question for you before the break, and it is the concept of a stock market Santa Claus rally real? Uh, and is there data to support that idea? So in the investing world, the uptick to stock and stock market performance at the end of the year is commonly referred to as the Santa Claus rally, because it's a gift from Santa. Okay? Researchers have suggested a, ver- a bunch of reasons theories as to why this happens. Some cite a general feeling of optimism and investment of holiday bounce, you know, that people are happy. Others offer more concrete reasons, including tax considerations or the idea that more bullish retail investors tend to take control of the market instead of institutional investors as they go on vacation for the holidays. Don't know about that. No one really knows. So the exact reason the Santa Claus rally does not does or does not occur is unknown. It's difficult to determine. No one really knows. Now, researchers at smartasset.com decided to examine the rallies over the past umpteen years. And here's their findings. Santa Claus visits the stock market about four out of every five years, suggesting the rally is real. A Santa Claus rally has materialized about 79% of the time since 1950. 79, almost 80% of the time. The S&P returns during the last five trading days of December and the first two of the subsequent new year were positive for 55 out of the 70 years between 1970 and 2020. Okay. Over the last 10 years, Santa Claus rally effects have been relatively muted. Hmm. Because when everybody knows something, it seems to change, doesn't it? So during recessions, end-of-the-year returns tend to be more volatile. So that's about as accurate as you can get. Notice that, you know, there wasn't much in the way of, well, what are the percentage gains? They didn't study that. I don't, At least there wasn't any re- revealing numbers here. So that would have been interesting, too. What, how much is the Santa Claus rally? What is in terms of percentage movement of the S&P 500? Don't know. Can't tell you. Okay, let's keep moving. Here's a, we're going to go to our voice bank with a question here that came in earlier at the 888-99 chart. Hey, Stephen Justin. How you doing? My name's Ryan from outside of Philadelphia. 
listen to you guys' podcast all the time. I love it. I had a question about ticker symbol RTLR, Rattler Midstream LP. I saw that it took a dip today, about 6%. I wasn't sure if that just was because of the, the market itself took a dip today or if there was any news I should be aware of. I hold a uh, big position in the company and was just trying to see what you guys' thoughts were about it. Um, I really appreciate your guys' podcast. I listen to it all the time, driving around at work. Keep up the good work. I love it. Stay safe. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye. Okay, there's a Rattler Midstream, everybody. Uh, LP. So it's a limited partner down in Midland, Texas. A limited partnership. That means you're going to get uh, K1s, not uh, 1099s. The dividend is about 11, almost 12%. Owns, operates, develops, and acquires midstream infrastructure uh, infrastructure assets. It's fairly new. It came out in June. So it's a new, and it's trading way below its uh, offering price. First trade was like $18. Today, it's at $9.75. Way off its uh, price. So it's going to make a nine, $0.89 cents this year, make a dollar three next year. So your PE is around 10. Now, these limited partnerships usually have low PE, so don't fall in love with them just because they have a high dividend and low PE because they, the dividend is not assured. You don't know. Uh, uh, and and it's, it's a limited partnership, so think about your tax consequences, getting a, a K-1 instead of a 1099. So a K-1 means you're a partner of the company, and therefore you're going to get – you know, you. There's one other aspect as a partner of a company. You are liable for what the company does. You're a partner. You are a partner. You're not a stockholder with no uh, no control. You, as a partner, as a limited partner, you if there's something if they steal money, you could be re- responsible for the taxes on that stolen money. They borrow money from a bank, you could be responsible for the taxes owed on that borrowed money because it would be turned into income if they were crooks. You know how I know that? Because I got, I got stuck that way once. Mm, 35 years ago, for almost 40 years ago, I was a limited partner, and uh, the, <laughs> there was only 100 of us, and, it was, and I got stuck with a big tax bill. There was a property property deal yeah, I was put in it by my accountant at the time who thought it was just a wonderful thing for paying less taxes yeah that worked out really good so just be aware there are certain liabilities uh, you know, attributed to you when you're a limited partner 888-99-CHART 888-992-4278 so besides buying value versus growth or at least leaning on value versus growth type stocks you also May, might look at cyclical stocks versus defensive stocks. We're in the we're you know, we're going to be coming out of this uh, economic cycle uh, probably uh, bullish. So coming out of a recession, what stocks work best? That's what I mean by cyclicals. And small cap companies over large cap companies. Usually small cap companies work move faster than large cap companies. Okay. So uh, now, when you, you notice that I didn't refer to anything to dividends. See, I, when I talk about dividends, I'm talking about a different method of investing, and that's for people who need those dividends in retirement or want to be a bit more conservative and look for the big blue chip dividend pair type stocks. But if you're just looking for trying to increase your portfolio, these are three things that I think will work going into 2020. 
Okay, now, the next thing I want to talk about is buying the rumor and selling the news. That old saying. So we're going to talk about that so you can understand how what I'm referring to. So you can then start observing the market, observing the market and the stock's movements and with, with that in your mind. First, we're going to go to Cherie uh, in Dallas. Cherie. Hi, Steve. How are you? And I'm happy good. holidays. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking to buy Hershey, H-S-Y. I just want to uh, know your thoughts, whether you okay. think it's a good buy. Okay. And, uh, Hershey, everybody knows Hershey, the chocolate maker. Hershey manufactures chocolate and non-chocolate products, gums, mints, baking ingredients, and chocolate drink mixes and so it's it's a it's a big company 31 billion dollars is a pretty big company it grows slowly it's a slow grower between one and maybe four percent a year is is its average uh so you don't really buy it for the growth because it's not so you want to buy it when it's inexpensive okay the stock is 149 dollars and they're going to make six dollars and 60 cents next year so is that inexpensive well, I'm going to say no. It's kind of expensive. It's on the high end of its range of PE. So I think it's too expensive to buy right now. It pays a 2.2% dividend. It is a very good long-term kind of company. But you want to buy this kind of company in the depths of a recession or a big pullback in the stock. If it went back to about a $1.37 a share, you could consider it there, but even there, it's not super cheap. It would be very cheap if it got around $125 a share, which it did back in May, June, July. $125, somewhere around that range. Right now, I think it's just too expensive. Okay? Thanks, Cherie. I appreciate the call. Thank you. HSY was a symbol, everybody. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay. Um, how about... Buying the rumor, selling the news. What that is is, is uh, it's very common. By the way, you want to if you want to see how it how it works in real life. Look at Moderna. Moderna came out with a with the um, uh, the COVID uh, vaccine, right? Moderna is down to like twenty plus percent since they've come out with the COVID vaccine because the rumor was they were going to have a COVID vaccine come out very shortly. So the stock went up the last month or two. The, the news was, we have it approved now, here it is. And the stock sells off. Buying the rumor, selling the news. It's very common. This is why a lot of people, a lot of people that are, are not that familiar with the stock market, seem to always buy a stock and it immediately goes down when they buy it. Why? Because they see the news on the stock and think, oh, I'm going to buy that stock. The news is really good. Well, it's too late. The new, Because the rumor of the people that do this for a living were bidding that stock up before the news came out. And so you heard the news, you go out and buy it, and the stock starts to fall, roll over immediately. So pay attention to the rumors and the news of the stocks that you're interested in. What are the rumors? Has it already skyrocketed from the rumors? Then why would you buy it? It's already fully priced in when it finally gets the product to market. That's what that's all about. So that's a lesson. You've got to pay attention to that. 
Rumor news, rumor news. What's the rumor? The rumor is uh, the, what's the, uh, the rumor right now is the S&P 500 is going to have a great 2021. So everybody's buying the stocks. What happens if the news is the first quarter, oh, the earnings don't look so good? See, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to what's happening out there. I know it's difficult. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like learning a new language. It's exactly what it's like, and you can do it. It just takes work. Okay. I'm Steve Peasley. You listen to Invest Talk, and you are not alone. Now, as you might assume, in the greatest number of our listeners are here in the United States. But it seems like we're getting more and more and more callers outside the United States. For example, we get download listeners in Germany, Czechoslovakia, Greece, Egypt, Cambodia, Mexico, lots of other countries. So wherever you may be living, Justin and I thank you for downloading InvestTalk, and we appreciate that this year. It's a really great gift for us for Christmas that you are listening to our show and downloading. We appreciate it. And, of course, we would appreciate if you continue to do so. <clears throat> and we appreciate it if you would tell your fa- friends and family. And, of course, you're welcome to call. You can call our office, KPP Financial Offices, Irvine, California. We will help you. We want to help you. So please do call. We'll be happy to help you with your investments. For now, our phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Talk is made possible by KPP Financial. Investar hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are the principals of KPP Financial and they are independent financial advisors. This means they place their clients' interests ahead of the firm's. As part of that commitment, KPP Financial practices parallel investing, where Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about Parallel Investing and the other KPP financial programs at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Good evening, Steve and Justin. Dylan here. I'm calling from Oregon. I have a question about index funds and dividends. What happens with the dividends that are issued to the fund managers? which I assume are buying the individual stocks that comprise the index. Do the fund investors ever see that money? For instance, the majority of my portfolio is lumped into Schwab's SWPPX, which tracks uh, S&P 500. And I know that a handful of stocks in that index issue dividends. Uh, Could I be potentially missing out on some extra income here? Uh, Thank you, and I look forward to your answer. So the dividends come into the index, okay? The dividends are paid to the index, and the net asset value, the price of that index, goes down the exact exact amount of the amount of the dividend. So if you've got a thirty cents dividend, that stock, that ETF or index fund will go down that exact same amount. The same is true for stocks. If you own AT and T and they paid a six percent dividend, your stock price will go down six percent. Exactly the same amount of the dividend. Did you know that? See, some people think they can buy the stock the day before they go X dividend, meaning that the day before they pay the dividend, and therefore they'll make the dividend and then sell the stock and they just made the dividend without any risk. That's wrong. 
When they go ex-dividend, the stock opens up at the exact amount of the dividend down on the price. Same thing would do with the, true with the indexes. Now, now of course, the index has the money, right? So they got to reinvest it. If you had the individual stock, you would have the money, and you could do whatever you want with it. But an index doesn't pay it out to you necessarily. You know, some of the ETFs specialize in paying it out to you, and they will, yeah, they'll they'll pay it out to you. So it depends on you. Got to know how that. Uh, ETF or indexes structured, how they do that. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have a special Investop holiday schedule lined up for you. So please tell your friends and families, and please download for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, it, we have Best of Caller Question podcasts. They cover a lot of ground in a condensed period of time, so they a compilation podcasts are a terrific learning resource for several investors. So you add question after question after question right after each other so that you can hear a lot of information quickly. For now, I'm ready to take your questions live. And the number is 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, Right. You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. I've been listening for a couple years now. I was just referring to something that Steve mentioned on Friday that uh, with a weakening dollar, you see materials performing well. In the coming future, I just wanted to ask kind of what that encompasses. Are you talking more about you know, specialty and advanced materials or general materials like, you know, steel, aluminum, etc. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, and I'll be listening on the show. Thanks so much for what you do. It would be basic materials is what I was talking about. That would be aluminum, steel, uh, carbon things, and millennium and rare earth type things. They, you know, the, the, the stuff that makes other stuff. How's that? So materials should do well because they also will do well in inflationary times. And, you know, people, if you look at the numbers coming out, inflation numbers, and it shows that we have hardly any inflation. However, if we have hardly any inflation, why is the dollar going down? If the dollar's going down, gold going up, isn't that gold being inflated? Oil going up, isn't that inflation? Isn't Isn't that not inflation? And won't that eventually mean that everything will go up, groceries and everything else? And the only reason why it's not is because we have a fairly, you know, worldwide weak economy. What happens when that turns next year? Won't inflation perk up? I mean, no one really knows for sure, everybody. I mean, I can't tell you, but, you know, we're also printing massive amount of dollars, and that usually makes the dollar worth less. And if the dollar's worth less, it takes more dollars to buy things, therefore those things are more costly, but inflation. I mean, it's not rocket science. It's just common sense. Now, you know, we just don't have inflation built into the system. In the 1970s and 80s, I was around, and my work in my young career, and I was around when we had double-digit inflation. And 
you just there was a point where you just knew things were going to cost more next month, and you knew you needed a high, you know, lots of raises, and the employer knew it, everybody knew it, the the stores knew it, everybody knew it. So everybody just got on the bandwagon of raising prices, raising wages, and it seems like your wage never really caught up, and corporations made lots of money because they always seemed to raise their prices a bit higher, and they kept maintained their profit margin. So. Don't think the stock market won't work. It does work in inflationary times. So don't worry that about that part. Okay. Uh, okay, some overvalued stocks. I, I was reading an article, and they listed like 10 or 12 stocks they felt was overvalued. So I started looking at them. The first one was Sun Power. And looking at Sun Power, I said, well, yeah, I can see that. They don't make any money. Next one was Redfin. And then it was Tesla and U.S. Steel and Cree, and Tesla makes money, U.S. still makes money, Cree doesn't, but if you compare the fundamentals with the stock, you can see that they're way out of line, they're way out of the norm. Now, does that mean you don't invest in these stocks? Well, Tesla's up 500% this year, so you you know, maybe they'll go 500% next year, you don't know. People can be insane when it comes to pricing stocks. I'm not saying you don't buy stocks that are overvalued. What I'm saying is you have to know that you're buying stocks that are overvalued. Not guess. Not, no, not I have no idea. Well, not that, oh, it makes money, so I'm not going to worry about it. No, no, no. Is that stock overvalued or undervalued? And is that what you want in your portfolio? Do you want a bunch of stocks that are overvalued in your stock in your portfolio? Do you want a bunch of stocks that are undervalued? What is it? There's neither a right nor wrongness in this statement I'm making. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm saying you have to just know what you're in. Now, my personal philosophy, I don't like to overpay for stocks. But that's something I learned over the years. That doesn't mean I won't buy stocks overpriced. I just don't like it. I don't want to. That's what that means. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. Justin Klein and I will return next week with all new live programs and podcasts. But for the holiday schedule, please tell your friends and family members that on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we will be posting two new Best of Caller Question podcasts. They cover a lot of ground in a condensed period of time. In the meantime, I ask you to remember that you can cho- you can choose from over 100 archived podcasts. They're free, and you get them from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtech.com. And we would like you to rate us, if you would. Review and rate us. Independent thinking and share success. Have a great Christmas, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. 
Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 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 